Welcome to the Word of Life Tabernacle Podcast, where we know one word from God can change your life today. From wherever you are listening, we hope you are encouraged by this week's message. Those of you that have your Bibles, turn with me to Romans chapter 8. I want to go back and we're going to reiterate on some things and we're going to build off of the foundation that we laid. We're talking about growing into sonship, growing into sonship. And then tonight's subtopic will be maturing in God's love. Part of growing up is maturing in the love of God. Paul said, when I was a child, I spake as a child, I thought as a child, I understood a child. But when I became a man. So God wants us to go from children of God to men and women of God. Beyond, praise God, getting saved, there's spiritual growth. And so we've got to grow in our sonship. And as we talked about the word sonship, uh, don't think about gender. Well, why, why son? Well, it, it's more about relationship. We're talking about whether you're a daughter or whether you're a son of God, male or female. Praise God. God wants us to mature. So we're talking about our relationship with God. So we're going to go back, and I encourage you to, if you weren't here Sunday, go back and get Sunday's message. Follow this whole series. I believe this is rated M for mature audience, and it will help you mature in the things of God. That's why we're talking about maturing in God's love. Romans 8, and we're going to look again at verse uh, 14 through 19. Romans 8, verse 14 through 19. And Romans chapter 8, verse 14 says this. It says, for many are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Just a quick note that that is part of maturing and growing in sonship. Children are led by their flesh. And when we grow in the things of God, and we're not led by emotions and flesh and get offended and mad, we're led by God's Spirit. Paul said, the Spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is we walk in the Spirit. He's not much a reborn Spirit, not just the Holy Spirit. And you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh, for these two are contrary one to another. And we know that the works of the flesh are strife, division, hatred. And as we grow, when you obey God, you know, he overlooks some of those baby attributes. But he expects you and I to go and start being led by the Spirit of God. That's a true son of God. That's part of growing up and not just your flesh, mind, and emotions, and someone hurt my feelings. Kids, God wants us to grow out of feelings and grow into uh, maturing and being led by the dictates of your reborn human spirit. So there again, uh, he says here, for many that are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And you've not received the spirit of bondage, again, the fear, but you received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, a daddy, father. Said you, when we was born again, God didn't put another spirit of fear in us, but He put a spirit in us of adoption that cries, Abba. We have God's DNA. That's my daddy, Abba, Father. And the Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit. The Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with Him that we may also be glorified together with him. And as we said before, this suffering is not going uh, without food or going without, uh, you know, the necessities of life and just being sick. I'm just suffering. No, no, no. The sufferings that he's talking about 
is putting our flesh under and growing into a man that's in Christ. If you read this uh, Romans 8, and, and we'll eventually start back and you'll see that. Read the whole chapter. You there at home, read the whole chapter. It says, for, verse 1 says, uh, there is now no condemnation to them that are in Christ who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. And then you read before verse 14 where it says, they that are sons of God are led by the spirit of God. It says that if you live after the flesh, you shall die. So the suffering he's talking about is putting down flesh emotions, the works of the flesh, strife, uh, uh, division, uh, unforgiveness, all of these things. He said that, you know, your flesh don't want to forgive. Your flesh don't want to read the word. Your flesh, the spirit is always indeed willing. So that's the flesh he's talking about. Is put the, the flesh, the suffering he's talking about is putting your flesh under and being led by your spirit. And he said the sufferings of this present time, it goes on to say in verse 18, they're not even worthy. I don't care what price you have to pay to grow up. That's what he's talking about. To be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. You know what glory he's talking about? He's talking about sons and daughters of God maturing and doing the works of Jesus. We haven't touched on this yet, but I will show you that Romans, this Romans 8 chapter is loaded. Verse 29, you don't have to go there and read it later. It says, for those he did foreknow, he also did predestinate Jesus to be conformed to the image of God's dear son, that he might be the firstborn among men. Well, you're not like Jesus. I'm not like Jesus. There's a lot of adjustments we have to do. There's a lot of uh, sometimes, you know, loving the unlovely, sometimes not being accepted. But whatever suffering you have to be or go through is not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. And then he makes this statement in verse 19. For the earnest expectation of all creation is waiting for the manifestation, the revealing. That's what that means. The disclosure. You know, uh, we should be seen. We should be known. He said all the creation around us is waiting for the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God. Hallelujah. Why? Because we're going to bring deliverance to this whole creation. Sin affected everything. And that's, that, you know, and, and, and the church main goal is to bring deliverance as sons and daughters of God to those that are sick, brokenhearted, bruised, captive, bound by drugs, alcohol, we're in a pandemic, folks are hungry, folks have lost jobs, folks are dying all around us. And he said all the creation that's been affected by sin is waiting for the manifestation, the disclosure for us to grow up. Because we're going to find that as long as we're children, the, God, the Bible says we can't walk in the fullness of our inheritance. So the world around us, somehow the church has forgot about that, is waiting on the manifestation, the disclosure of the fullness of God. Matter of fact, let me go ahead and use a, a, a kiddie scripture so that you can see it right quick. Because we got the same calling on us that Jesus had on him. When Jesus came, he was called to heal the sick, raise the dead, the leper, those that was hungry, those that was bound. He came and he laid hands and he destroyed the works of the devil. Did he not do that? How God anointed Jesus Christ with the, as a son of God now. And we, we are the first one. He's the firstborn among many. That he, he went about doing good, healing all the oppressed of the devil. Well, watch this. 
He who commits sin, he who practices evil doing, that is, he takes on the character of the devil, the evil one, he's of the devil. We don't practice sin. We're capable of, we don't have to sin. The reborn spirit don't sin. But he says, if you're practicing sin, that's just the devil. You violated God's divine law from the devil's sins from the beginning. But the reason the son of God, now watch this. The world is waiting on the manifestation of the sons of God. Why? The reason that the son of God was manifest, they want to be made visible, was to undo, destroy, loosen, and dissolve the works that the devil had done. The works that the, my God, there are people on drugs, alcohol, people committing suicide, people that are brokenhearted, bruised, people in this pandemic that are hungry, lost jobs, unemployed, all of this. And we, we just think things are going to get better. No, all of creation is waiting for the manifestation, the reveal. Where, where are the sons of God? The dope addict is, the dope addict is saying, where, where are the sons of God? The guy on crack cocaine is saying, where, where are the sons of God? Who can get, where, where's the burden removing yoke destroying power? Who can get me set free? Who can break the addiction of alcohol over my life? Who can help me through this pandemic? Who can heal my body? A person with cancer, leukemia, all of this. See, the church has become distracted. And the Bible says the sufferings of this present time is not worthy to be compared to the glory that is revealed in us. For all of creation is waiting for the manifestation. Who can help me? People are crying out, and church has been distracted, arguing, in division. You know what's there. I don't have to talk about that. We've chosen side. You see it, I see it. I, let, let me tell you something. The fruit that we're looking for is love. And Jesus said, in the last day, men's heart will grow cold. The love of many shall wax cold. He's talking about the church. We've somehow lost our vision and why we were born again. And God has called me to own this series to bring us back in the focus of as sons and daughters of God, there are people all around us that still need help. You know, God has blessed me. I've been saved now 45, 46 years. You know, God has blessed us. Nice home, nice car, nice clothes. Brought us out of debt, done all of these things. But the, our inheritance, the purpose of God is more than just get you in a nice house, nice car, out of debt. It is that we might manifest the sons of God loosen, destroy the works that the devil had done. Now let's go back and let's pick this up from the Amplified. And uh, we'll go back. Uh, yeah, yes. Let's start with verse 17. And if we're his children, this is Romans chapter 8, verse 17, same scripture. If we're his children, we are, then we are heirs also. We're going to talk about that. Heirs of God, fellow heirs with Christ, sharing in his inheritance with them. We're going to talk about that inheritance. The inheritance more than just material blessing. Thank God for a car, home, and the blessing of the Lord that make it rich. And, and God gave me increase and promotion. All of that is great. It is part of our inheritance. But the inheritance is not limited to that. Only we must share in his suffering. That's a price we're going to have to pay. We got to grow up. And we shall share in his glory. Then he'll tell you what that glory is. But what of, what of that? For I consider that the sufferings of this present time, putting down your flesh, loving the, uh, the unlovely, fasting, praying, whatever. It's talking about putting your flesh under because you got to grow. Sons of God are led by the Spirit, not their flesh. That's part of growing up. He said this present time are not even worthy to be compared to the glory 
that is about to be revealed in us, and we're going to find out who's waiting on that glory and what it is, in us and for us and conferred on us. For, conjunction. Why? What is this glory? What? My God, man, when we begin to heal the sick, raise the dead, and do the works of Jesus, all the world, that's the glory they're waiting on. For, even the whole creation, all of nature, everyone, the wine or the drunkard, the alcoholic, the man that committed suicide, young people, old people, hurting folks in this pandemic, folks that are bound by drugs, folks that are bound by fear, folks that are demon-possessed, the unsaved, praise God, the, the, the unlovely, those that are bound and broken-hearted and bruised that Jesus came to heal. All the creation waits. See, the world ain't going to heal itself. The church has been called to bring deliverance to the world. They wait all of nature wait expectantly, longs earnestly for God's sons to be made known. And they wait for the revealing. Where are they at? The drug addict is saying, where are the sons of God? The woman that's selling her body on the streets because she ain't got, said, where are the sons of God? That's why they're doing all of that. That's why they're doing drugs. They're, they're looking for deliverance and they're waiting for the revealing, the disclosure of their sonship. They're waiting on us to mature and grow up. And the same calling that Jesus had is a, as a son of God is the same calling you and I have as sons and daughters of God. For this purpose was the son of God manifest, revealed, disclosed. Why? That he might destroy, loosen, and undo the works that the devil have done. And I'm going to tell you right now, the church need to get its focus back. We've been, we was distracted. We've been distracted. There's a lot of division. There's a lot of, you know, isms and schisms, and that's what Paul was talking about in 1 Corinthians, the third chapter, when he said, man, I wanted to feed y'all guys with meat, but, but you're a cardinal, and I fed you with milk and not, not meat because you're not able to handle it. Or you're not cardinal where there's envies and strifes and divisions among you, and you walk like mere unchanged men. I mean, the church has behaved in such a way that some of them you couldn't even tell was born again. That don't mean that I say they're called cardinally minded of flesh ruled Christians. And Paul said, you're limited. I couldn't, I couldn't release the glory. God is not going to give his power, his anointing, his inheritance to a bunch of immature children. He said there's envies and strife and division. Because one of you say, I'm a Paul. I'm a Paul. Who you for? I'm left. I'm right. I'm, I'm conservative. I'm living all of this stuff. And ain't no use of no you trying to put your head in the sand. We've carried that mentality into this new year. The church has. And while people are dying, going to hell. People are hungry. People are dying in a pandemic. We're moving toward a half a million people that have been, I'm talking about fathers, mothers, sons, daughters, grandmamas, grand, have died. And the church is busy, still divided, arguing. And, 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 and when people are dying, all those that's hurting the drug out of the wine, all those folks that's out there that's in the street, the home, it's saying, where are the sons and daughters of God? Where is our deliverance? This is a serious message. Even if you don't want to hear it, because it puts responsibility on the church. And so we got to grow up there waiting on our sonship. That's where I got this man growing into Sonship. So my, my first statement is all of hurting humanity around us. We got to forget. We, somehow we forgot. I didn't because I came off of the streets. I came off of drugs. 
pills crazy. I remember I was crying out, man. I really, that's why I was doing drugs and I call. That's why I was, I was doing uh, purple haze and, and window pain and, and snorting dishes and popping pills and, and uppers and that because really I wanted to be free. And all alcohol and drugs did was dead my emotions till I wake up miserable the next day. So I know I've been on that side and really I was crying out for God. There are people tonight crying out, all of hurting humanity around us, are waiting for the manifestation. You could put this word in the maturing of God's son. To grow up. And part of growing up is being led by your spirit and not by your flesh. You made me mad. I don't like this person. I don't, there are, you know as I know that the church has been distracted. There's divisions and hatred. And some people, I mean, my God, you mention certain names, they get mad at you. I mean, sometimes me and my wife is in restaurants. We, so you better not say nothing about politics and say the wrong name. There are Christian folks will get mad. I'm talking about people has become violent. And support people that are violent. <laughs> hey, if you don't want to talk about it, this ain't going to go away. I'm talking from the standpoint of the church, not the world. The world ain't going to grow up. The world are led by that flesh. The, word, the world hate one another. Jesus said you're in the world, but you're not of the world. And all of hurting and man is waiting for the manifestation, the maturing of God's son. 1 John 5 19 shows you the effect of sin on the whole world. Yeah, we're born of God. We know positively that we are born or we are of God, but the whole world around us is under the power, the influence of the evil one. Sin affected everyone, drugs, alcohol, prostitution, death, murder, gang, violence, all of that. Those, those gang members are saying, can someone help us? That's why they get into games. They don't think no one care. That's why folks are bound. They're under the power, the influence of the evil one. And the church has become distracted. We forgot why we came into the earth for this purpose was the Son of God manifest to undo the works of the devil. That's our calling. Hallelujah. And they're waiting on you and I. Where are the sons and daughters of God. That's why we see murder. That's why we see rape. And then they look at the church, and the church is divided. The church is fussing. The church is are, and they say, you know what, my God, I, I don't want none of that. And so the enemy knows all I got to do is keep the church distracted. Keep the church divided. And don't look at me and say we ain't divided. They ain't that bad in the church. Yes, it is. You cannot look me in square in my face and tell me, Pastor Dig, the church is unified right now. You know it's not unified. You know there's hatred. You know there's division. You know there's racism and even partiality. You know there's a different idea ideology. And the sad part is there's nothing wrong with all of that. I've been saved for 45 years. I've seen both sides. I've agreed with both sides. That's good on both sides. But I've never seen a day where the church has become violent, has gotten on top of these spirits, supporting people that are violent. It's either, it's either you with me or you're going to hell. But the church, church folks, Holy Ghost, Christians, conservatives, and while people are dying, going to hell, bound by drugs, alcohol, committing suicide. You know why? 
because the church has lost its status that it had on the day of Pentecost when the whole world looked to them. When they was one, breaking a bread from house to house and nowhere enjoying themselves. They might have had different ideas, but they came together in one place in unity and the Holy Ghost hit and immediately they began to bring deliverance to the world. The man at the beautiful gate. People got in people's shadow. Paul and Barnabas and all of them who had differences, by the way, but they came together to preach the gospel. And so don't tell me that we are unified. That's why I ain't got to preach and use no names. All you got to do is judge fruit and be honest and open your eyes and realize the church is not where it needs to be. And part of it is because we are not matured in God's love. Hallelujah. That's the fruit that the world is looking for. Look at Galatians chapter 3. So the whole world around us. So, I mean, are you so blessed now and got in such a comfort zone? And thank God for my health and, and the things God has blessed me and my wife. Yet, man, God has made every favor and every blessing come toward us out of that hill. But I'm st there's still a part of me that's saying folks need help. The guy that's with his pants hand down and the guy with the tattoo, the woman that's, that's, that's doing drugs, the woman that's on the street, the woman that's been abused, the woman, there's a part, I cannot, that's why we came. That's why we were manifest, to help them. And I can't forget where I came from, but all this, a lot of people, you know, I'm blessed now, this, man, I ain't got time to go witness, I ain't got time to pray for no one, I ain't got time to minister. I know there's a pandemic, but man, hey, it ain't hit us, glory to God. I know, praise God, there's COVID-19, but we good, ain't we? And, and, and the church has become insensitive to its call. Amen. Galatians chapter 3. Verse 29, and then we're going to read into chapter 4, verse 1 and 2. Because we love to talk about the seed of Abraham. I'm the seed of Abraham. I'm blessed going and blessed going out. And he should. I'm the head and not the tail. You should be above and not beneath. Hallelujah, I'm out of debt. I'm the lender, not the bottom. You are. You are the seed of Abraham. But it didn't stop there, Galatians 3. And if you look at verse 29, very familiar scripture. And if you be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs. According to the promise. But keep reading chapter 4, verse 1. But now I say that an heir, as long as he is a child, in other words, immature, different nothing than a servant or a slave, though he be Lord of all. Yeah, you're the seed of Abraham. Yeah, you're an heir of God. Everything God has belonged to me and everything, hallelujah. The gold, the silver, the thousand cattle on a thousand hills is mine that's right but as long as you're a child god said you ain't no different than a slave in other words you're going to be an outsider he's not going to turn it over to you why because you need to be under tutors and i believe that's why god is calling me to teach the body of christ tutors teaching governors until what's this the time upon it of the father until the time there is a set time and god says i'm not going to turn well power anointing over to a bunch of children you don't give an ak-47 you don't give a magnum 45 to a four-year-old to play with that's loaded while that's too much power why he's still a child are you listening to me you don't take your money cash your check and get your wallet and give it to your child and say go put this up why he don't he don't know how to handle well and god is waiting on us to mature make the mature decision 
And the best way, the number one way the body of Christ is mature is to grow up in love. And we're going to look at that tonight. Love is kind. Love does not demand its own way. Love is not pushy or puffed up or envious of others. Look at what has happened in the church. It does not behave itself unseemly. Love never fails. When I was a child, that's what he's talking about. Growing up, I spake as a child. That's being led by the flesh. That's why he said to grow into sonship means to start being led by your spirit. I spake as a child, understood as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. And God says, you know what? Y'all ain't ready for power. Yeah, you, you, and I know you're saying, I got this, though, and I got that. I'm going to show you the true test of our inheritance is more than just spiritual blessings. God is not going to release the fullness of his inheritance over your life and my life as long as we're under tutors and uh, governors appointed by the Father. Put this up in Amplified. It makes it even plainer. Look at chapter 4, verse 1 and 2. Now, what I mean is this, just in case you don't understand. Let me make it plain for you. Because we're talking about, I'm an heir of God and the seed of Abraham. I'm blessed. Yeah, you are. You have an inheritance. But as long as the inheritor, the heir, is a child, and we just found out what childness is, being led by your flesh instead of by the spirit, being division and mad and offended and unforgiveness. Man, I preach stuff. I've seen people doing this pandemic because I talked to God. I just got mad. Christians. Hallelujah. Acting childish. I want to hear that. I'm going to find me someone that preach what I believe. Wow. What about brothers and sisters in the Lord? What about the covenant of blood? Hallelujah. He says, as long as you're a child, you're underage, you don't differ nothing than from a slave. Although you're master of the whole estate, the money, the you're in the will. It's your house. It's your car. It's your money. It's your everything God has, but he's not going to turn it over to you until we mature. Keep going. But he's under guardians. That's why I believe God gave me this series, teaching. We got to grow up. Some of us are digress in the childish ways. If it ain't my way, it's the highway. Selfishness in the church, Christian. Give me my toy. That's my shovel. Uh-uh. Is my I just oh, well, we all go over everything else. It's on the gardens and administrators or trustees. They said, man, you ain't ready for this will. You ain't ready for power. You're not ready until the fixed, the date fixed by the Father. It's not that God is not going to do it. He's waiting on maturity. He's waiting on all the sons and daughters of God to grow up and mature in love and in the things of God and put down the isms and sisms so that he can give the fullness of his inheritance. If you've been blessed, hey, you ain't seen nothing yet. When you begin to mature and grow, but what I'm going to show you, your inheritance is more than just stuff. I think we need to see that. Put, put, first of all, put this statement up. Until we mature and grow up in love, our full inheritance is going to be delayed. And we're under tutorship. God says, yeah, you're blessed now, but you're not where I want you to be. I said you would lend to many nations. Yeah, I know you're out of debt, but can you lend to another nation? Churches should be lending to banks. 
at whatever interest they want to set. That's how blessed they are. Not only have they, that, that storehouse, they got such a surplus. You ain't there yet, I'm not there yet. So don't get parked just because you got this and a nice house. And God has blessed me and my wife and a lot of our members with a lot of stuff. Over the years, stuff I wasn't even seeking for. As I sought first the kingdom of God, all those stuff was added. And most people, when they hear inheritance, they equate it until material blessing. I'm the seed of Abraham. I'm blessed. And it does include that, and ain't nothing wrong with it. God wants you to have as many cars as you want to drive, paid for. God wants you to have a house at the beach, a house in the mountain, and a house in the city. He said, they that, 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 that forsake uh, the gospel, and for my sake and for the gospel's sake, shall receive in this life houses. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But there are people still dying and going to hell. There are people bound by drugs. There's a pandemic. There's folks that need healing. There's folks that are in prison. That's why we have a prison ministry. That's why I still have compassion. That's why before this pandemic hit, and thank God I just got a letter. They're going to start letting us go back. I go to men and women prison. Yeah, I'm blessed with that. But that's part of my inheritance, and I'll show you in just a minute. So God says, I'm not going to release the food because you just need some more teaching. That's why I'm teaching in this area. You need tutorship. And Paul said there come a time we ought to be teachers, but you have need that one come again, Hebrews chapter 5, and you be taught this over and over again. I'm trying to shake the body of Christ and realize that the whole world around us is waiting for sons and daughters of God to mature in love to bring deliverance to them. Now, I want to make this statement. This is going to be powerful. And y'all remind me on Sunday to go over this again. Like I said, you need to be Following these scriptures, our inheritance is more than just material blessings. See, he said, though, he said, though he's an heir and an inheritor, as long as he's childish and, 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 and divisions and strife and unforgiveness and getting offended, he said, God says, I can't trust you with power. We think that that's just about the house or the car or money. But our inheritance is more than just material blessings. And remember, God says it's yours. There's a time fixed for it. This is a revelation. going to be a revelation to a lot of you. It's also bringing deliverance to a dying world. That's part of our inheritance. Are you willing to still minister to the sick, go to the prison, everyone that's brokenhearted, every time you out? That don't mean you got to go to Africa, but it do mean that every time you get a chance, you need to be concerned about someone else that's bound, brokenhearted, someone that needs help. All the creation is waiting. They're crying out for the sons and daughters of God. And that's part of your inheritance. You just can't have one part without the other. You said scripture and verse, please. I'm glad you brought that up. Psalms 2. Verse 7 and 8. Now watch this. I will declare the decree. The Lord has said to me. Now let me ask you this. Is Je was Jesus the only begotten son? No, he was the first begotten. That, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. So now we are sons and daughters of God. And he said to me, thou art my son. He's talking to the son. This day have I begotten thee. God begot us all. We were born again as sons of God with the word of truth. The same word that God Jesus brought him into the earth. The word became flesh. With the first same word in, in 1 Peter chapter, I think it's, it's, it's uh, 123 that says, being born again, not of corruptible seed, incorruptible seed by the word of God. We were born sons and daughters of God. Now watch this. So he's talking to the son. Ask of me, 
How many of you have been praying this prayer? And I will give you the heathen. He's talking about folks that's dying, that's not saying, that's not born for thine inheritance. The heathen is part of thy inheritance. The brokenhearted, the bruised, the captive is part of thy inheritance. And the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Not only will I give you stuff, I will give you the heathen for thine inheritance. And he's talking to sons of God. For this purpose was the Son of God manifest. Not just to have a nice house. Not just to have Thank God for a pastor. These for prosperity. I preached it. I'm going to keep on teaching it. But you need to understand the fullness of your inheritance. There's the heathen, the brokenhearted, the man that's not saved, the man that's on drugs, the man that's bound in this pandemic, those that have lost their job, those that's on the side of the street, those that have no wages, those that have no health care, those that need healing in their body, the heathen. He said, Ask me, how many of you been praying, God, give me souls. Give me the heathen. Let them come. That's what is so uh, hypocritical about the church. People don't even give altar calls anymore. It's all about sin, sow your seed, sow. And don't get me wrong. God instituted, insta, he instituted giving. But it's more than about just getting stuff. What about the heathen as your inheritance? Have you grown up to the point that you can look beyond your comfort, plush, carpet, and all your blessings and say there's still all the creation is crying out, waiting on me as a son of God. And so, God, I'll do my part. So I'm not knocking the possessions. I'm just saying that hurt is more than the possession. And if you look, turn on Christian television now, you don't see no one say, oh, God, give us souls. Oh, God, that used to pray. And we used to just fast. and Not, not for just stuff. Oh, God, break. Oh, God, cause backsliders to be reclaimed. Bring them to the altar. Oh, God, so move in this city. I mean, all the revivals, if you study Moody, and if you study John G. Lake, and you study all those, uh, you know, that were, that were uh, uh, great apostles of faith. And they would go to a city and they would get in prayer. And there would be great outbreaks of souls, heathens. You know, some of us could care less, particularly during this pandemic. But we have got to bring deliverance to mankind and not the world. The world is not going to heal itself. The church should be the one bringing healing. Bringing blessing. But how can we help others when we're divided ourselves? <laughs> there again, just look at fruit. Because if you're honest, if you just judge the fruit, it's not there. It's division. There's hatred. There's folks can't stand. There's folks, if you believe this, I ain't going to your church. I've seen it. I've preached things. I've saw folks get up and walk out. Some of them ain't came back. I, hey. And you read it for an inheritance? You still acting like a child? I'm going to show you something about true sons. One of the things God says about sons, if you're a true son, then you're going to have to grow in correction also. Because whom the father loves, he corrects. He said, if you be without correction, you're a bastard son. And there are a lot of people, first time they hear something abrasive, that go against their flesh, and they're still being led by the flesh and not the spirit. They get offended. They get mad. They start holding up. I didn't like what that preacher said. Well, that just showed me your lie of maturity. And God says, I can't release everything, all the power, the glory. That that's the glory he's talking about want to be revealed in us. Doing the works of Jesus. As thou hast sent me, even now I send you. Amen. So 
Start asking God for souls. How many of you is asking God for, for the heathen, the brokenhearted, the drug addict, the murderer, the rapist? <laughs> or have we forgotten about that church? We are called the church. Jesus, the head, sat down. He turned authority over into the hands of the church. He said, you go into the world. The world. Oh, have we forgot about the world? The heathen? And that was the last thing he said. Go into all the world. Preach the gospel. Find those that sick, lay hands on them. Those that's demon-possessed, undo the word, cast them out. Have we forgot about the call because we become distracted? Because I'm left and right and because I'm, I'm liberal and you, 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 you're conservative? Have, have all of that superseded the call? No, it is showing our lack of maturity. God says, as long as you're a child, though you be master of all, I'm not turning everything over to you because you're still arguing and fussing. There's divisions. Are you not cardinal? But there's envy, strife, division among you. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13. So we got to grow up in love. Amen. Amen. I'm talking to the church. I'm talking about to the, the concern. I'm talking to Methodist, Baptist, Presbyterian, Lutheran, Word of Faith, whatever you want to call yourself, charismatic. We done prayed good titles. We've let titles separate us. We're still the body of Christ. Ain't going to be no Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, Word of Faith, heaven. Ain't going to be no black, white, Hispanic, heaven. Ain't going to be no Muslim, heaven. Ain't going to be no Chinese, heaven. We're the church. We have a call on our life. And my job is to bring focus back to the call because we spend a lot of time in distraction. And I want the power of God. I want the fullness of my inheritance. I want the heathen to come in. I know there's a pandemic, but I believe there's going to come a day this whole church will be full with the cripple, the lame, the halt because of the anointing, praise God, because I'm a son of God and they'll see the power of God. My God, that's one that was like Jesus. He got the burden removing, yoke destroying power. They'll knock your doors down to get in. Drug addicts will, brokenhearted, bruised. Those prostitutes will knock your doors down when they see the love of God and the anointing of God flowing. That's why Jesus had 20, 30,000 people. The Bible says the crowd saw him because he was re re resolving and undoing the works of the devil for this purpose. There are sons and daughters here, but where are they at? Fussing, arguing, division, hit out, bound. And so Satan knows if I can't stop them from getting saved, next verse thing is keep them immature. Keep them caught in old mind. 1 Corinthians 13. And look at verse 1 through 8. And then we'll read verse 11. King James says this in 1 Corinthians 13. Do I speak with tongues of men and angels? Have not love God's love. That's what charity means. Agape love, I'm becoming sound of brass in a tinkling cymbal. And do I have the gift of prophecy? Oh, my God, I can prophesy. In, in 2020, it's going to happen next year. We heard a lot of that that didn't come to pass, but that's okay. You shouldn't be looking at that anyhow. Because that's not the sign of maturity, because you can prophesy. Keep going. And understand all mysteries and all knowledge. And do I have all faith? I can speak to the mountain and say, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and don't have love. 
God's love in me. I'm nothing. And though I'm going to store my goods to feed the poor. I'm a giver. I'm a sower. Glory be to God. I've sowed seed and a hundredfold return has come back. And now I'm blessed. Look at my harvest. And give my body to be burned and have not God's love. It don't profit me nothing. Charity, love, God's love in us suffer long. It's kind. Now, I want you to use these fruit in what we've been seeing, not just on television, but in the church. Or how we see, how we see kindness, suffering long, envy. The Bible says it envy it not, vault it not itself. It's not puffed up or prideful. It does not behave itself unseemly. Seeks not our own way. Bless God, it's got to be this way or no way. If, it's, if, if it ain't this way, there's something wrong. Let's, let's just change the system, praise God. But love don't demand its own way. It's not self-seeking. Jesus, I come to do the will of my Father, not my own will, not what I desire, not what my flesh wants. He said, it seeks not. Mm -hmm. And see, if we use these and apply them to the church and everything we saw now saying happen, you can see the church is not where it needs to be just by looking at these fruits. And this is true maturity. It seeks not our own way. It's not easy to provoke. Think it no evil. Oh, my God. I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> Rejoice not in iniquity when bad things happen to someone else. That's what they get. I'm glad that they, they make me sick anyhow. They needed to be get that. They needed to be thrown out. It rejoice in the truth. Bear it all things. Believe it all things. Hope it all things. Endure it all things. Love, God's love never fails. Then they talk about prophets and all that stuff. That stuff will fail. What I want to show you is verse 11 because remember he said as long as he's a child, though he be master of all, you inheritors. Go. He says, I'm not, I'm not releasing. You're going to need some teaching, tutorship. That's why I believe this series came out of. Because you're still a child. You're still selfish. You still get offended. You still hold it unforgiveness. And then he said, when I was a child. Now, he just described to you all those childish ways. 1 Corinthians 13 chapter is about maturing in the love of God. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. When I became a man, that's what God is after. We'll talk about on Sunday morning. Ephesians, that's why he gave chapter 4 apostles prophet, teachers, evangelists, all. Why? That's part of my job. For the maturing, that word perfect means the maturing of the saints, that they might do the work of the ministry, that they be henceforth no more children tossed with every wind of doctrine, running to this church, running to that church, because this preacher made you mad. I don't like his ideology. I don't like that. He, he, didn't, he don't see it the way I see it. I'm okay, too far left. They're too liberal. I'm too conservative. I'm too far. All of that stuff is childish. He said that he become, he said that you henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine but may grow up into him in all things, even Christ, unto a perfect man. That's why the children of Israel died in the wilderness. They was immature. They murmured. They complained. Every time Moses said something or did something, rebuked them, they got mad. We want to hear God ourselves. You ain't nothing, God. You let us out here to die. They was acting childish, and they never came into the promised land, their inheritance. That's why they was called the children of Israel. 
They never grew up. God said there come a time you put away childish things, stop thinking like a child, being touchy and fretful like a child, who's led by its feeling, get your water hot, get your milk hot, you cry. He said, when I became a man, that's growth. I put away childish things. Put up that in the Amplified, those verses I said in the Amplified. Let's go over. Love, verse 7, burnt under anything. I am so-and-so going to be in this and that. If they're going to be over this and that. I, no, love bears under anything. And everything that comes. It's ready to bleed the best of every person. God can use anybody regardless of their belief. Regardless of their party. No, 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 no. So-and-so is this and so-and-so is that. These preconceived, and, we, and we're talking about the church. Believes the best of every person. It's hopes of faithless under all circumstances. There's hope in this pandemic. God can bring us out. God is turning this nation around. Hallelujah. There's healing. Our life will be normal again. Our children will return back to school. I can say that's the love of God instead of fussing about all of this stuff. Should I wear a mask or not wear a mask? And who's going to lead the country? It endures about everything without weakening. That's God's love. Verse 8, love never fails. That's all I need. It never fades or becomes obsolete or comes in God's love. What happened to the love? What happened to the day of Pentecost, the breaking of bread? And the Bible says there was devout men from every nation and every tongue, Japanese, Chinese. There was all types of flesh there. There was all types of different diversities of people. But they came together and began to speak in tongues, and they became one, hallelujah. And the Bible says the Holy Ghost hit because there was unity. And they went out breaking bread. They, oh, they was from every nation. But the common denominator was the love of God. They had matured enough. And when they became one, in one place, in one accord, access, and suddenly the power of God hit. God said, I'm going to release the And what happened? They brought deliverance to humanity, to the heathen. And yes, the Bible says, they came and laid it at the apostles' feet and they sold their house. See, they was blessed with their total inheritance because in the book of Acts, they was bringing deliverance. The church was. Go read it. Man at the beautiful gate. People in Peter's shadow. Paul preaching to the man who proceeded at faith. Go, it's called the acts of the church. And so the devil said, let me distract them. Let me get them arguing over this and that and over their favorites. Look at verse 11. When I was a child, see all that is child. He said, as long as you're a child, you're not ready for the power. You're not ready. Yeah, why am I going to put wealth unlimited in your hand? You're a child. As long as you're a child. And remember, part of our inheritance was the, for the heathen. Bring deliverance to the world. All the creation is waiting for us to grow up and talk like a child. I don't like what Pastor Dan said. I don't agree with him. Okay, then you don't have to agree with me, but love me. I'm going to be in the kingdom. There are people who don't understand. And I, like I said, I've been in the church long enough to know I've been through enough elections and enough. I've seen white, black people. I've been in the body of Christ, man. And there have been all types of differences, believe. But it is never divided to the church to the point that we didn't agree that we've been called to change the world. 
I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, that's what God is waiting on, maturity, sonship. I've done away with childish ways. I put them aside. I ain't got time to argue with folks no more. Not that I've been doing it. I ain't have time. I ain't going to stop. I'm just going to keep teaching truth. Well, you know, wait a minute, pastor. No, all you got to do is just grow up a little bit. You can talk to me. I can talk to you, but I'm going to keep teaching truth. And the minute you start getting offended and start separating yourself, you're the one who needs to mature. Why? Because he gave me for the perfecting of the saints. I gave pastors for the maturing of the saints to do the work of the men that you henceforth be no more child. And one part of true maturity is being corrected. A true son will take correction. And no correction for the present time seemed to be joyous. And I've seen people get mad, get offended. Bless God, I'm just my way or the highway. And yet they call him. They wonder why, why they will not walk in the food, why they're struggling with the bill, struggling with the anointing, struggling with the power. God, God says, I'm not going to turn it over to you. You know, you're a child. You acted like a slave. You're not ready for power. You're not ready for anointing. You think my inheritance is just tough. And I'm trying to get the brokenhearted, the captive bound. Look why Jesus came in Luke 18. I mean, Luke chapter 4. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to do. Preach the gospel to the poor. Bind up the brokenhearted. Preach deliverance to the captive. The recovering of sight to the blind. That's part of our heard the heathen. But God says, you know what? <laughs> I'm not going to give power, wealth, unlimited, to a bunch of crying babies. That's, that's puffed up, proud, seeking their own way, divided, offended. He said it won't happen. That don't mean you're not saved. It just means that you're not going to never fulfill everything God has really called you to do as a son and daughter of God. Amen? Praise God. So the fruit then identity that the world, remember the world, all of creation, back to Romans 8. Is waiting for what? The manifest, the maturing of the sons of God. Us to go out of our spasms over this and that and who's right and who's wrong. And, 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 and say, look, man, I don't care. It's kind of like the man who was blind. You know, how can Jesus heal a sinner? How can a Baptist, how can a Methodist, how can a Presbyterian, how can a word of faith? Look, the guy said, word of faith, Baptist, Methodist, left, right, I don't know, don't care. All I know, I was blind, now I see. They don't care about your church. They don't care what you believe. They don't care about your ideology or your politics. Can you get me healed? I was blind, but now I see. That's what they're going to remember. That's the power God want to release on the church. So the fruit, the identity the world seeks for is not the gifts of the Spirit. Oh, my God. They, not your prosperity. And thank God for prosperity, but that ain't the fruit. Your jet can't help the person that's brokenhearted, man. Ain't nothing wrong with a jet. If I have glory, I fly and preach to God. But that's not the sign of spirituality or maturity. Your big church, all your church is, you know, I got satellite church. I got 500 of them. Cross. That's not the sign you can still be immature. Now, I mean, your church is not the gifts of the Spirit. Now, yeah, yeah, I say in the day. Paul said you can do all that, prophesy, have faith to move mountains, miracles, signs, wonders. But the world is dying to got its own drugs. The guy that's going to commit suicide, they don't care nothing about all that. You know what the world seeks? 
love, not prosperity or spiritual gift. And by the way, for you, for you, I'm not against that. Notice Paul said, and before he got to 1 Corinthians 13, he talks about all the working of miracles, signs, gifts, and healing. And then he ends chapter 12 and said, I show you a more excellent way. In other words, love supersedes all of those gifts and all of that stuff. He said, if you don't have the love, that's the sign of maturity. And look at St. John's Gospel, chapter 13, verse 34 and 35. I give you, Jesus said, a new suggestion. Oh, no, commandment and order from God. You won't have no choice. Put your flesh under. Stop being led by your spirit. But I don't like them. I don't like their beliefs. I don't, they too far left. They too far. It ain't about what you like or what you agree with. Grow up. It's a commandment. You can disagree without being disagreeable. You like red, I like blue, but we both like to see people get healed. You like a Ford, I like a Chevrolet, but we both like to see drug addicts, praise God, delivered. That's our common denominator. That's the sign of maturity. A new commandment, I give talking to the church that you should love one another just like I have loved you. God loves all them people in the pandemic. God loves all those people that has fallen. God loves all those people that have made mistakes. God loves all those people that are homeless. God loves all those people that have lost their job. God loves all those people without health care. He loves them. And he wants you to love them just like I. Let me, let, let me say, before you show the rest of that, let me say something to you. Have you ever thought about over there when they brought Jesus before Pilate? And they was determined to crucify him. And they brought him from Catholic court back to Pilate. And they said, away with him, crucify him. He said, they put up Barabbas, a thief, a murderer. They said, now who would you release? Jesus or Barabbas, a thief, a murderer. They said, give us Barabbas. Have you ever wondered why Jesus allowed Barabbas? He didn't fight for us or didn't say a word. Why Barabbas, Jesus took our place or Barabbas' place and said, I'll die for him, even though he was, you know, a murderer, a rapist, because there's a little bit of Barabbas in every one of us. There's something wrong with everyone, but God still loved us. Nobody's perfect. He does it without sin, cast the first stone. And when you're mature, you look beyond people's faults. You look beyond their beliefs. You look beyond their color. Not, and say, that's Barabbas. And if God loved me like that and took my place because that was a Barabbas, I was Barabbas, then I should love one another. Now, watch this. Look at verse 35. Because this is what the world is looking for. They're waiting for the sons of God. They're saying, where are they? How am I going to know them? How can I identify? And by this shall... Oh, man, everyone said home said. Every Baptist denomination, every Methodist, Presbyterian, word of faith, charismatic, all men, black men, white men, Chinese men, Hispanic men, regardless of what they believe, regardless of what party they're in, they ain't looking for your car, they're not looking for your home, they're not looking for your wealth. The Bible says by this, all men will know you're my disciples. Let's use the word sons. If you love one another, if you keep on showing love among yourself. Now, let's look at what has happened in the church. And if you'll be honest, are we identified by love right now? 
We have forgot the world been watching our mess. They're watching what we're doing in the Capitol. They're Christians. You say, but that wasn't that. Those are the extreme groups. Yeah, but if you support their views, it's just like you told me you're supporting them. Because what you do not publicly oppose, you silently affirm. You know it's wrong. You know what's happening. <laughs> you know all the hatred, the murder, everything that we're seeing. And a lot of this is going on in the church. Threats on other people's lives. Is that love? And the world is sitting back watching this. Sick, brokenhearted, bruised, the drug addict, the woman that's, that's a prostitute, the man that's, that's homeless, the guy that's that lost everything, members of his family, no job, no pension. They're watching and they say, my God, where are the sons of God? How they going to know? Love. When I was a child, I spoke as a child, and I said, they're looking for love, not your car, not your home. All that is good. But gain does not necessarily mean godliness. Hallelujah. Good teaching, Pastor Diz. I got to say amen to myself. And see, that's tough because a lot of you don't want to grow up. So let me make this statement. The church has somehow forgotten. I'm coming home. Stay with me. Because we got to grow in the sonship. And part of growing in the sonship is growing up in love and, and, and being concerned about the heathen because all the creation is waiting for the manifestation, the love of God. Love transcends color. God's love does. Race, denomination. You can take old sooner dog and give it a little piece of bread. He'll follow you home because you showed him love. A dog can recognize love. It transcends color, denomination, politics it transcends on anybody i don't care what you believe when you take a man that's hurting a man that's bound by drugs a man that's sick and you lay hands on him saying the name of jesus they don't care what you believe what who you voted for that all i know that the, i'm healed they're waiting for the manifestation <laughs> and the church has somehow forgotten that there's a dying world Watching our fruits. Can you imagine all the stuff going on in D.C. and all the stuff they watch? And here's the drug addict. Bow. Here's the man who's saying, is there a reason to live? Suicidal tendencies. Here's the prostitute on the street. Here's the guy that's bound by crack cocaine, <laughs> turning on the television. And, and the Christians fussing and all. The Christians are divided. Why the church? Why they wait on the, the manifestations of the sons of God? They won't know the deliverer. Jesus ain't here. We got the same call Jesus had. Remember, for this purpose was the Son of God manifest to destroy the works of the devil. Why do you think I'm still giving altar calls? Nobody ain't even concerned about the heathen now. There are some people that have gone so much prosperity, you don't even hear that anymore. You don't see people laying hands on the you know. And I understand about the pandemic. I understand all that. But I'm just talking about having a heart for the lost. And the world, the man that's bound, the man that's got trouble in his mind, trouble in his home, the person that has lost their job, the person that have had multiple members die of COVID-19, brokenhearted, bruised, turning on the television and watching the chaos. No love. And I'm talking about the church. 
You say, I know, because I've been, I've experienced it for myself. There are people who get mad. If you say certain names, bring those certain, there are people mad. The big steel, they did this. There's, there's, um, I mean, it's still going on because the church didn't change its mentality. Something been stolen from us. I'm mad, I'm angry. They lied. No, you're believing a lie. And the world is sitting back watching this. No wonder the suicide rate is up with all age groups because the light of the world has become dark. The deliverance, where deliverance should be coming from. And they're saying, is there a bomb in Gilead? Is there someone that can heal my broken heart? Do anybody know that I'm on a fixed income and they're about to put me out and I'm living in the project? And my son is sick with COVID-19 and ain't got no health care. Is there any healing in the land? Where are the sons of God? Busy fussing and arguing. But get them a tour. We're blessed. We got to check my suit out. Look at my car. Woo! That's not the fruit they're looking for. We forgot a dying world is looking at us. And the, the fruit they're looking for is love. 1 Peter chapter 2. Now I'm going to teach this. I'm going to be on it again Sunday. I'm going to be on it again next Tuesday. So you need to grow up. I ain't condemning anyone. I'm just telling you what the word says. I ain't for against anyone. I'm for the word of God. 1 Peter chapter 2. And so God says, you know what? I know you're the seed of Abraham. I know everything I have belongs to you. But as long as you childish, offended, mad, divisions among you, act like mere children. I'm going to put you under tutors. I'm going to have pastor this, teach you on this until you mature. I know you've been blessed, but you ain't seen what I got reserved for you. I'm waiting on that maturity to come. Then I can trust you with inheritance. I'm working on you to turn your compassion toward the heathen also, which is part of your inheritance and not just stuff. You got first, Peter? Almost done here. Stay with me. Look at first Peter chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. Wherefore, laying aside all malice, all gal, hypocrisies. <laughs> Isn't it amazing, hypocrisy, how that we'll turn around and condemn one thing and then turn around and then we, 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 we will support it depending on who, who, what part it is. Now, that's wrong if you're over here, but it's okay now. It's, it's right in divisions, hypocrisy, right before our eyes. Christians. Love God. Love Not all of us. I'm talking to the ones this is for. Don't get offended. Don't, don't hit that button and turn me off. Because if it ain't you, you can just go, amen, this is good teaching. That's part of showing your immaturity if you can't handle this teaching. He said, lay aside all hypocrisy. Say one thing and then when it don't come to pass, you won't own up to your word. All of this stuff, that's hypocrisy. Justifying lies. Yeah, I meant this, and I know that. No, you were wrong. You missed it. Grow up. Don't act childish. Envies. Quit envying other people. The evil speaking. About people you don't understand. Uh, they're not the color of your skin, or they're not from your background. As newborn babes, desire the sincere and make a word that you may grow thereby if you've tasted the Lord so say that he's good so he said lay all that stuff aside these are these are, are these are hindrances that stunt your spiritual growth he said since I that you may grow thereby growing in the sonship 
waiting on the sons of God to go from, from, from children of God to men and women of God, walking in love, not mad, not offended. Look at this in Amplified. So be done with every trace of wickedness. I tell myself in the church, if my people were to call by my name, shall turn from their wicked way. That's some twisted stuff in the church. Now, I know some of you, hey, you want me to just put your head in and say that like, well, it's going to all go away. No, it's not going to all go away until you change how you think. Backwards thinking. Depravity. Malignity. And all deceit and insincerity. Pretend, this pretense love. What we got caught. We they go in the name of Chris. I got to act like I love you. We in the convention. Act like, oh, praise the Lord. Got to muster up this pretense love. Hypocrisy, grudges. Let's don't get on this. There are people still mad right now in the church. We ain't talking, and the world is waiting on the church to get together. They see all this mess. Ending, jealousy, slander, evil speaking of every kind. Like newborn babes, just because you're born again, say, crave, thirst for earnest, desire the pure, unadulterated spiritual milk that, that by it you may nurture and grow into complete salvation. God is waiting on us to mature. Beyond being born again, there's maturity. And God says, as long as you're a child, I'm not going to release my power, my anointing. I'm not going to put an AK-47 in your hand and you seven years old, you get mad, you'll shoot somebody. You'll kill somebody. You can't handle power. You have the authority, but you can't handle power. Totally different thing. And that's been the problem. We've set up authority with it. I have authority over there. I have, yeah, but you ain't casting nothing out. Why? Because where there's envy and strife, there's confusion in every evil work. You're still too caught no minded. You're not led by your spirit, you're led by your flesh. So these are enemies, the spiritual growth. I'm gonna close. With Luke 15, Paul said, are you not cardinal? You behave just like mere babes. I couldn't feed you with, with meat but milk. Why? Divisions, rivalry, competition. And don't I, and let me tell you, something. there are good people. Let me make this plain. All race, all denominations. All political views. They're good people. Don't know. We all got something to bring together. Love should be our common denominator. I ain't, I'm not preaching for this side or that side. Everybody got mess. And I'll show you, show you here that, that maturity, God is not going to turn over the inheritance as long as there's division and rivalry and strife. And so the devil knows it. So he said, look, I can't stop the church. But you know what? I got people bound, brokenhearted, drugs, alcohol, all that. I can keep them bound as long as the church don't mature. Because God ain't going to get in no power. Listen, Jesus is coming for a mature church, a church without spot or wrinkle, a glorious church. Remember that scripture? The sufferings of this present time not worthy to be compared to the glory. That glory is the power of God. You're doing the works of Jesus. You're laying hands and bringing deliverance to people. He's coming for a glorious church without small wrinkle. Somebody got to mature. Someone got to say enough is enough. My 2021 is going to be different than my 2020. I'm growing up and putting aside. When I was a child, I, I spat back this. I used to get mad and offended at this person. But I ain't got time for that, man. When you're when you angry and let the, you let the sun go down upon your wrath, you're giving place to the devil. I don't want the devil in my life. I don't want the devil in my ministry. I don't want the devil in my marriage. 
We'll close with Luke 15 to show you what happens when you are given premature inheritance without the fruit of love. And the idea of helping someone happens. You know this story. I'm just going to read a little bit of it and extract a couple of things and going to close. Luke 15, look at verse 11. And he said, a certain man had two sons. We're talking about going into sonship. There's a lot we can glean from it. And the younger of the sons said to his father. Now remember the father said, there's a fixed time. Remember that? He said, you're under tutors. As long as you're a child, you get offended. You get mad. You hold on forgiving. I can't turn everything. I gotta, you got to grow, man. He said, and the younger of the son said to the father, Give me my portion of goods. He demanded it. And he divided unto them, not him, them. We talk about the prodigal, but I'm going to show you even the son that stayed at home had issues too. Because later on, you know what happened when he came back. What is this? that They're throwing a party because your father has received your son safely. And the Bible says he was angry and would not come in. See, he ain't in love himself. That's why he wasn't ready for hissing her. Every, he could have had it all the time. But he was so jealous and so envious of his other He hadn't grown up yet. He didn't understand he could have had a party any time. So let, let's just break this down and close. He says here, he divided unto them their living. And not many days after the younger, all gathered together, he took a journey into a far country. And wasted his substance on riotous living, prostitution, partying, getting high and drugs. And when he had spent all that he had, there arose a famine in that land, and they began to, they treated him bad. He began to be them wanted, and they joined themselves to the country, and they put him down, and he began to eat the husk. And they told him, no, you feed the swines. That's what the devil will do. That's what, it, see, he, 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 he's getting his, his inheritance before he can handle it. And he would have fain, he would have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat, but no man gave to him. But when he came to himself, that's what open this teaching does, man. Man, we're the body of Christ. I, I got saved in 1974, and I remember the church. It was totally different. All types of race, the big conventions, the believers' conventions in and, 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 and Anaheim, California, and Texas and in Charlotte, North Carolina, and in, 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 you know, the church was one. Even though we all had different political views, and I never seen such a thing that well, this man was left and this man was right, that we wouldn't get somebody healed. The focus was healing. All robbers was preaching, healing to a generation, praise God. Hey, Adam had his tents, and, and the power of God was moving. Even though there was all types of different political parties, we didn't put it above the love of God. And, and, and and because why? There's some, the call of God superseded that. Men and women was more mature. But there's been a spirit of division released against the United States. And people sat back and empowered it and did nothing and made excuses about it. Some put their head in the sand. But God is saying it's time for us to come to ourselves. All you got to do is ask yourself. Look at the fruit of that decision. Is that love? Is that God? Because God is not the other confusion. But the church don't want to go. Let's just kind of forget about it. And it like it didn't happen. No, it happened. He said, I'm going to grow up, man. This is stupid. He came to himself and said, how many hard servants? Remember? He said, you're going to be treated just like a slave. 
if you don't grow out of your childhood. My father has bread enough to spare. And here I am with hunger. I will arise and go to my father's house. Watch this. And say to him I've sinned. He was repentant. Mm-hmm. And then he says, I'm no more worthy to be called, watch this, thy son. But make me one of thy hired servants. And the father wouldn't go for that. He said, no, you're my son. He forgave him. He restored his sonship. Why? Because God loved us. And God says, any repentant person, any person, I got to move on, man. But the other son, you know the story. What's this? He heard the music. Go get the fatty calf. What? Huh? I never did that. See, that's the self-righteous folks in the church. You're talking about, we always did this. And like you ain't never done nothing wrong. And he said, son, all I have is you. And the Bible says he wouldn't come in. Put this statement up as I close. Then sonship was restored to him. Notice when his father seen him. He didn't say, I told you. He ran, kissed him, and said, my son that was once lost is now found. Sonship is restored. Why? Because he loved him and he repented. He loved him. And he, now, that's something we don't like, that word repent. means to change how you think. It don't mean to be sorry. God just didn't change how you think. Man, the church can't think like we thought in 2020 and think we're going to have different results in 2021. That someone that stole something from you. It's a lie. Listen, man, we got to grow up in love. We got to put down our differences and bring deliverance to those that are crying out. Revelations 2, 4 and 5. That's what God expects. He says, but I have this one charge against you, talking to the church, that you left. You've abandoned your first love. It ain't like it was in the church that born on the day of Pentecost. For me, you deserted me, your first love. Watch this. Remember then from what heights you have fallen. Repent. Change your inner man to meet God's will and do the works you did. Go back to what you're healing the sick and raising the dead. When you first knew the Lord, or else I will come and visit and remove from you your lipstick unless you change your mind and repent. That's what repentance is. Changing how you think. And I've never seen a time that restoration did not follow repentance. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves, pray, seek my faith, turn from that wicked way, change how you think. That's why we had such chaos. That's why people are dying. That's why people are still crying out. That's why the drug addict, the prostitute, the man bound by drugs, the man that has been affected by COVID-19, those without health care insurance, those that's in the street. You, we can't just say that our inheritance is stuff. No, the heathen is our inheritance. So change how you think, church. Go back and do what you used to do. Heal the sick, raise the dead, visit her, do the stuff, the works of Jesus. For this purpose was the Son of God manifested in my the works of Jesus. Repent is not a negative word. Repent, penthouse. What is the penthouse? The house on top. He said, remember the heights from which you've fallen. There was a time we were one, healing the sick, signs, wonders, miracles in the great tent revival. Why? Because the church was walking in love. Nobody cared about what you believe or who you stood for or you your left or right. There was a time he saw signs, wonders, and miracles. But I got news for you. I believe some folks are coming to himself and we're going to see the restoration, the healing power of God because we're going to put down our isms and scissors and grow up in God. It's going to turn the fullness of the inheritance. So the fullness of his power, the former and the latter reign. But we got to change how we think. 
and release it on his body. We are the body of Christ. We are the church. And the world folks on your job is looking at you. Not television. Not who's right or wrong. How you're reacting. Your attitude. The division. The hatred you are showing. The dislike you are showing. And God says you need to go back and repent. And there's not a time, like I said, that I've seen in the history of the church that restoration did not follow repentance. On the day of Pentecost, they was in one place, one accord. There was love, house to house. I'm sure everyone had different opinions. I'm sure, but you know what? The common denominator was the love of God, and it showed their maturity. Amen? So I love you. God loves you. We appreciate you. Praise God. I trust that you've gotten something from this. My wife is praying for you. I'm praying for you. I'm a voice in the wilderness, I believe, crying out. And I hope that people will hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Pastor, this is not for or against anyone. He's for getting people well. And all of creation has been waiting on the maturity of the body of Christ. So you follow this message. Go on YouTube. You get Sunday's message. Get the night. And you stay with this teaching. If you can't be here physically, you make sure you be streaming Sunday morning at 11 a.m. And again, we'll see you next Tuesday. God bless you. Let's mature and walk in love and put away childish ways and grow up and, get the, and do the works of Jesus and get this generation healed and delivered and set free because all the creation is calling and waiting for the sons of God. God bless you.